Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Let's go to Tech Tuesday now, and we've got Tim Warren with us to talk about the pros and cons of electric cars and motorcycles. Tim is the CEO and co-founder of Ambit AI, uh, and he joins me now. Hi, Tim. Hey, Jesse. Happy New Year. And to you as well. Great to have you back on the show. An awesome topic as well. There'll be loads of listeners out there who've been thinking about going from petrol to electric. Um, tell us, where should we start in thinking about these vehicles? It's a bit of a tipping point moment. And I think as I've spent the last few months driving vehicles and doing a lot of road trips, everyone's really interested if you're driving an electric vehicle. And But, but people have, I'm naturally a, a tech kind of guy, and so I understand it, but people have got some some questions that show that there's a lot of work to do to make sure that people understand what the types are. So if we if we look at cars, we look at motorbikes and e-bikes, which I roughly see as the consumer vehicles, the the urban type vehicles that um, passenger vehicles that yeah. people um, that people use. Um, a rough a rough guide as to you know when people are thinking about um, what they want to do, what what they need to get is to really look and understand how you're using vehicles. And someone made a great point to me and said my my commute's three kilometres and I, I don't always just want to walk. So for him, the ideal thing to use is an e-bike and uh, and that's been a brilliant solution. But if you're, if you're going further and if you're doing longer trips, then you want to probably look at something like a car. So e-bikes, motorbikes and cars, they sit on this spectrum of what's most suitable for you. And the smaller your trip, the smaller your vehicle makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. I mean, I've got to say, as someone who lives about three kilometres from work, the uh, the non-e-bike's pretty good option as well. Um, but let's look at cars then, because a lot of people yeah. feel they've got to do a bit of There's adding a up, words, a, bit of ca- bit of, a bit of calculating. And they also heard probably headlines about these road user charges coming in for uh, mm. electric cars. So, you know, what sorts of things should you consider before pressing the button? Yeah, so talking pushing the button, right? So the, there's a there's a bit of a spectrum of, of what is an electric vehicle, and it's it's really anything where some or all of the drive power is provided by a, a battery uh, instead of just uh, a gasoline powered engine. And so at one end, you've got the all electric battery electric vehicles, and the, the ones that people would have heard of would be a in the same leaf or a Tesla or something like that, and they have to be plugged in for power. And then you've got hybrids, and the hybrids have, it's like a conventional car, plus it's got a battery. And so that battery is helping you. And also, most importantly, it is recharging when you're going down a hill or when you're using the brakes. And that's what makes those cars really efficient. And with hybrids, you've got two types. Everyone's been picked up in the Prius uh, when they've taken an Uber ride somewhere. And most Priuses, uh, almost all Priuses, are not plug-in. And then you get a plug-in hybrid. So yeah, there's there's a lot of words here. A plug-in hybrid, it has a gas-powered engine, it has a battery, and it has a socket as well. And for a lot of people, that's a brilliant combination because it just drives like a normal car, and you can get additional fuel economy with it. 
Now, you mentioned road user charges. Shall we get into that? Because that's yeah. quite a lot of storm at the moment about this discussion. The idea with road users, anyone who's driven a diesel knows about road user charges. For petrol drivers, drivers of petrol vehicles, the cost to use the road is embedded in fuel price. For diesel, it's not. And it goes back to the, the you know, something from a long time ago, which is most diesel vehicles originally were used on farms and off the roads, and they didn't incur an impact on the road. So it was probably quite rightly uh, assessed that they didn't need to pay road charges. Mm. So it, was, it wasn't in the fuel. Most petrol vehicles are used on uh, on uh, commercial roads, and so they pay them. Now, we hit this interesting thing where electric uh, vehicles, they usually use the roads, and they have had a little bit of a free ride. They haven't been paying road user charges. They haven't been paying taxes through petrol, for their petrol costs, and the road user charges have just come in. And I personally believe there's a bit of a, a bit of an issue here, potentially a doubling up. And certainly a lot of, if you look at the EV uh, owners communities, and and um, some of them are very vocal. Now, they know it's been coming. It's been coming for years. They've had a free ride for some time, which is quite nice. But it's hit now and people have to pay the costs. And it's probable that hybrid vehicles might be paying twice. If you've got a petrol hybrid, you might be paying, you're paying for your road user charges and your petrol. You're also paying some road user charges for all of the kilometres that you do. Now, I think that's probably just a mistake in the law and will be corrected. But mm. at the moment, it makes battery electric vehicles or EVs less, I guess, inexpensive than they were to run before. But, you know, there's a couple of other fallacies out there which we could uh, we could dig into. When EVs came out to help adoption, there were quite a lot of free charges around. Now, those have predominantly disappeared or become commercial. And I just got back last night from a road trip and anywhere and everywhere I want was from the smallest place in, in Mangaweka to Turangi mm-hmm. to, to wherever. There's electric vehicle charging infrastructure, which is great, but it does cost you. And so when I did a, um, a 10-day trip about a month ago, the fuel costs or the electricity costs, they were less than gasoline, but they weren't zero. They weren't insignificant. And this is where if you choose a car for your lifestyle, it's going to make sense. Because if you've got an e-bike and you connect that up to a solar panel, you've got free power. And if you've got, and one of the really smart things that some power companies have done is create EV plans so it's cheap or even free to charge. I know of one provider who's free to charge after 9 p.m. So if you charge up to, you know, pay for that three kilometer commute that you've got or the the 10 kilometer commute, something small, you're going to get a full battery overnight and it's not going to cost you anything. And that changes as soon as you go out on a longer trip. And so I've done trips up to, you know, 500 k's in one uh, in one jaunt between charging and at that lower end, you're a little bit worried about where you can charge up. And we get a great sense of relief when you find somewhere that you can charge. But on the con side, you might be looking at 30 to 90 minutes to get enough to make it to your next charging station. So there's a, it's what I call a cognitive burden. There's a cognitive burden to having something with, it's not so much the range, it's the charging infrastructure. Around, around town, it really doesn't matter. And you're going to get fabulous, virtually free motoring. As soon as you go, um, the, the longer the trip, the, um, the less certain that is, I guess. Tim, 
plenty to think about there. We're out of time now, but thank you uh, for that info and uh, good luck to everyone out there trying to make the decision around their next car and a lot of those issues you mentioned, I guess, um, will be heading in the right direction as more New Zealanders get electric vehicles. Thanks for your time today, Tim. Really appreciate it. Thanks very much, Jesse. Tim Warren, CEO and co-founder of Ambit AI. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.